So you decided you want to buy a gun, but how do you choose which one? You don't have time to test every handgun, rifle, and shotgun out there. NorCal Gun Vault can help you out. Yeah, the folks that work there are passionate about firearms. They hunt, they shoot. You can tell it's not just a job for them, and it shows in their ability to find the perfect firearm for you. NorCal Gun Vault is fully stocked with hundreds of handguns, rifles, shotguns, not to mention tons of ammo, dozens of accessories. Yeah, whether shooting is just a hobby, you're a hunter, or you're thinking about owning your first gun, NorCal Gun Vault has exactly what you're looking for. By the way, if cash is tight right now, but you really want to get a gun, NorCal Gun Vault will work with you to create a layaway program individually tailored to what makes sense for your budget. NorCal Gun Vault opens seven days a week, locally owned and operated. Check them out at NorCalGunVault.com. NorCalGunVault.com. It really matters when you're dealing with experts. Go to NorCalGunVault.com, NorCalGunVault.com. Are we ready to start? One, two, three. I'm a proud Democrat, but first and foremost, I'm a proud Republican and Democrat and mostly American. Can you believe in miracles? Yes, you can. On a shucky ducky kind of day. He's bare chested and banging his chest. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. I'm up and ready and running. So the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yeah. Real classy. Why don't we just go to the story? Talk radio has made people lack confidence in a lot of our existing institutions. The best place to get real information is the Armstrong and Getty show. <laughs> they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Here. Why are you here today? I don't watch the news. The birthplace of talk radio. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Trump thinks he should be on Mount Rushmore. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. C, senor? A dimly lit room deep within the bowels, we're down in the bowels, of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today on a Wednesday, we are under the tutelage of our general manager, John McCain, Jeff Sessions, Imran Awan. That's not a Star Trek name, that's a real name. Star Wars name. Stay with us for all these stories and more. Difficult to pick a general manager today. I don't have the slightest idea what happened at the health care vote. I was just like, I was watching my phone say, something good happened, something bad happened. Something they, good happened, something bad happened. Much has been done, little has been done. I can explain it to you. They voted to have a vote to force the uh, non-voting of the vote vote. Votey, votey, voterson. I figured I'd have to read about it, and I thought, nah, I'm not going to do that. So. <laughs> I'll let somebody else tell me. We have some people who will tell us today. Wake me when the government's ready to do my prostate <laughs> exam, huh? <laughs> and then tell me what it costs. Tell me what it costs, and I'll send him a check. That's the way we'll do it. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Things went late last night, right? By uh, by by East Coast times, even by West Coast time, I was getting uh, little dings on my phone late in the day. 
Well, let's see. You got to take your time when you're voting to restrain the uh, debate on voting to vote on the thing for cloture. Right. <laughs> <laughs> to understand that stuff, you got to study the world. Study the world. Let us study the world. Yeah, study the world. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with Michael. The more I study it, the less I like it. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> uh, let's kick off the show introducing everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo. He presses buttons, flips toggles, plays music beds, and uh, funny little clips. How are you this morning, Michael? Hey, I'm doing great. Um, I was flipping through uh, cable, and I re- uh, landed on the Fox News channel, and it was right as Donald Trump was doing a uh, speech for Ohio. And basically, it's a campaign speech. It's oh, yeah. like he's taking them out of, out of the closet and you know just pulls out the cue cards and goes, Hey, I remember this one, and then just... <laughs> Does it all over again. Greatest so. hits tour, man. He's yeah. playing an Indian casino near you, <laughs> playing all the big songs. Oh, we got some clips. We'll do the, he play, he did the Lincoln routine last night, which I love the Lincoln routine. Yeah. That's one of my favorite routines. So, to, yeah, we'll play that. It was a campaign. People were going crazy, too. But I got to give him credit. Whether you like him or not, you find yourself watching him. Uh, heck yeah. I which, mean, I just sat there and kept watching and kept watching, and pretty soon, you know, a half hour had gone by. Which so. is some of the, the power, I guess. I don't know. There is uh, Positive Sean, our assistant executive producer. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. A shout out to listener Matt, who I ran into on the streets while I was uh, going around. Uh, He recognized me out of the throngs of uh, Pokemon Go players. He was also uh, trying to catch some of the digital monsters. He had actually just finished completing day one of the bar exam. Catch a job! Oh, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he finished day one of the bar exam. Uh, and his his eyes were pinwheeled as he uh, that's obviously a much more difficult test than anything I have ever uh, I, have, I have ever attempted. Uh, but no, I had a, had a nice conversation with him. He was actually out trying to trying to catch a catch a certain special Pokemon for his lady friend, and uh, was had her phone around. And uh, yeah, it was it was nice. We spent probably like five ten minutes talking. It was uh, it was very interesting to to run into a a friend of Armstrong and Getty out and about bringing people together, Pokemon and Armstrong and Getty. We're a force for good, not evil. Hmm. There's Vincent, our senior executive producer. How are you, Vincent? I was on the Snapchat, and I posted a topless picture of myself, and uh, I included one of my nipples. Oh, boy. And uh, one listener did comment, shame, <laughs> which I thought was uh, entertaining. But what really shocked me was the muted response to my nipple. So, well, what do these people want from me? You thought it'd be more outlandish? Yeah. So that so I got to start at the very beginning. As a person who doesn't get any of this, why do you post a picture of yourself with your shirt off? What is what is the reason? What's the what's the mm, the impetus? The the what, what drives you to do? It's that? a little provocative. It's a little sexy. He's looking for, for reaction. Little, okay. yeah, yeah, very little. a little sexy. Well, if it's a little or a lot, it's but it's it's it, it, it's too. What do you want to happen when you do I that? I want admiration. I want I want to be loved. Okay. I want to be liked. Okay. That's, that's what we're all doing that's here. What I'm try- right. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Why? What a person does that for, what they're hoping for. Yeah. You're, so, hoping well, for well, all you, sure. you're hoping for all you look awesome? Yeah. Okay. I'm proud. Uh, that's why I take selfies in the gym all the time, Jack. Well, that's what I'm asking. It's a motivator. Positive mm-hmm. feedback. I, I'm with you, Vince. I yeah. totally get it. You're just looking for a little affirmation. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I just, this ugly well, world. Well, what do people want? My, my second Probably nipple? Probably not your nipple. No. Put them both away. 
away. My third nipple, my blood, my heart, my soul, my firstborn. What do you people want? God, I'm going to try to keep my kids away from social media. I don't know if it's possible, but yeah. as know, long as you can, as much as you can. I mean this in as non-judgmental a way as I can say uh, it. Yeah. Brace yourself. Yeah. I think that is a sick, sad way to live your life. It is. <laughs> I, I, I think it's really twisted. I agree. But it's what most people do. Yeah. So you're in the majority. Yep. I mean, you're in the majority, and it's what everybody's... The people that don't do it are people that are like grew up after it started. The next generation... Everybody's going to be doing it. To so the point where you will live stream your sister dying in a car wreck and commentate on it? Yeah, I don't know if you need mm. to tie that to Vince's uh, shirtless sister. Oh, selfies, I but... absolutely think I do. But uh, it's it's something. It's I would like to defend the, the, the responsible social media users. Most people are on social media. Most people are not posting pictures of their nipples on social media. That's about right. That is a smaller subset. Mm-mm. Just wait, Sean. <laughs> you just wait. <laughs> There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Yeah, Vincent out promoting his brand. Hey, uh, rock and roll royalty having a birthday today. The Rolling Stones' own Sir Mick Jagger is turning 74, net worth at least $305 million. 74? Yes. You can't take it with you. His current partner and baby mama, ballerina Melanie Hamrick, is now 30 years old. Together they had a son last year, Devereaux Jagger. Mick has eight kids with five different ladies. And still has all that money. Sharing the wealth. He's a a one-man welfare program. Yeah, no kidding. What's interesting is... Is that my mom and Mick Jagger are the same age. It's just just interesting. Mm. You know, they, they, they have more in common... Those two have more in common than I have in common with Mick Jagger. Mm, yeah, in, in some ways, yes. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is a Wednesday, July 26th, year 2017. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Stop listening to the bombastic loudmouths on the radio and television and the Internet. To hell with them. Mm. They don't want anything done for the public good. Our incapacity is their livelihood. Let's trust each other. I'm sorry, what's our livelihood? Our incapacity. The the government's incapacity is our livelihood. They can't function, and then we make a living off of screaming at them because they can't do their job. Correct. Huh? Incompetence may be a better word than incapacity. Well, there's no doubt that radio... Blaming the world radio for the but radio is a media blamer, folks. Cable yes. news, all that sort of stuff. Well, they're they're they are at fault. Makes it more unlikely <laughs> that they can do their jobs. There's no doubt about that yes, whatsoever. Absolutely true. Yeah, and and there yeah. and and us causing them to have dysfunction. Not us, Joe and I, but the, the certainly media. not. We bring people together as stated uh, previously. <laughs> cable news loves it when government can't get anything done, right? Uh, or can't come together. That's yeah, the great, well, that's a great day. <clears throat> it's a it's a gossip rag for government, and and the reason the way it really interferes is: can you imagine? Here's an example: you, you go to buy a used car <clears throat> from a guy, and you offer him say twenty thousand dollars, and uh, you know it's easily worth twenty five. His wife starts screaming. $20,000, the, the lowball offer by a man who doesn't have the decency to blah, blah, blah. And you're thinking, oh, I'm just kind of starting out here. It's just an offer. How about we chat about it and go back and forth and negotiate something and 
see how it comes out. But every step of the way, the the screaming and yelling, you can't make any deals. And I, I think that's a big part of it. Sure. Well, that and talk radio tends to, well, and, and keep them loose, but it tends to demand the whole loaf all the time play the when f- that's never been the way government functions. Can you play the first part of that again? Where he really lays into it. Stop listening to the bombastic loudmouths on the radio and television and the internet. To hell with them. There you go. Oh, oh. <laughs> Ouch. Yep. There you go. It's not hey. every day a war hero comes right at us. It's my mom on the cowbell with her contemporary Mick Jagger in the Rolling Stones. What's coming up your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, GOP repeal and replace high drama in the Senate. Humanity in peril. Science's latest prediction of our extinction. And Michael Phelps talks sharks. Coming up, 635, Armstrong and Gippy. Humanity in peril is one of your headlines. All right. Also, (laughs) a little noted story by the liberal media like Marshall... That aid to Debbie Wasserman Schultz trying to escape the country. There is a big story behind that. Oh really? Oh yeah. This is the, you, you just wait. Uh-huh. More than her aid, it's the IT. Her IT dude. Oh yeah, yeah. This is this is something. You uh-huh. think it's not something? It's something. I will wait. Here's something for you. Take a look at that. Huh? You want me to wait? I'm waiting. All right. Wait. Mm. So do we get the other nipple today? Is that the way it works? Oh, or? stop it. Nebodia, shut up about that. You deserve it. Mailbag's good. Oh, it's fine. Yes. All, all the stuff we mentioned's on the way. I, I will tell you this. Mailbag contains one of the more horrifying food substances I've ever heard of. Wow. It's a reference to it. Wow. But it's real. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. News just across the wires. The Trump administration to ban transgender individuals from serving in the U.S. military. Oh, great. That's the sort of issue that can suck up a lot of oxygen in the room, even though it affects very few people. Now we can spend, as a nation, the next several weeks of our lives talking about this again. Right. Well, and Texas is passing some sort of law about bathrooms. I'm telling you. Oh, boy. Oh, golly. Oh, mailbag. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move along here. The Chip of the Beast. Dwayne writes, Joe, well, I mostly... We're talking about these companies who want to chip you so you can sign onto your computer without signing on or or come in the locked door or go to the vending machines and you'll just have a, a compliance chip. I mean, a chip in you. Uh, so Dwayne writes, well, I mostly agree with you that inserting Satan's rice-sized tracker into your body, it could be terrible. I'm curious what you might think of linking the same information uh, to your thumbprint. In my vision of the future, your door lock, vending machine, etc. would simply have a thumbprint scanner. Your personal payment information would be attached to your prints, etc., etc. K-I-T-D-R, keep inserting the devil's rice, that's Dwayne. Uh, yeah, obviously that's fine, that's cool. Haven't we learned over the years that thumbprints aren't that good? Mine is excellent. <laughs> it's something uh, we got from television, but in the real life, it's just not that. I don't. I don't know about that. It seems to get me into my iPhone quickly enough, but uh, I don't know. The and, new, the newest uh, Samsung has the eye security. Oh, that thing. won't give you brain cancer. But uh, some dude somewhere they xeroxed a, a person's eye and 
and it worked on the on the Samsung phone. They were able to unlock it with just a photocopy. So the Xerox... technology is perfect. So how do you Xerox an eye? <laughs> well, what you, does that mean? You, well, put, you put your uh, face on the thing like uh, you did your butt at the office parties in exactly. the 80s. Sure. <laughs> then you're just blind for about a month. And then, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just hold your eye open as that bright, bright bar scans across. Right. Uh, thanks to everybody who sent us uh, clips of the Dennis Rodman movie. What was that movie? Where he's some, like, future rebel space warrior dude, and he ends up plucking out a guy's eye to use it on an iris scanner. Really? So thank you for oh, that. Double team? Yeah, it might have been it. Wow, I didn't even know there was a Dennis Rodman movie. Well, that it's not just that he co-starred with Jean-Claude Van Damme, Ooh. the muscles from Brussels. Wow, that's some good stuff there. Uh, so anyway, that was very entertaining. Thank you for sending that to me. Uh, gentlemen, greetings from Africa. Jumbo! That's greetings in Africa. Okay. <clears throat> uh, Senator Seri's Africa's on... a very big continent. He's in oh. Africa on business. With a lot of countries. That's right. And a whole bunch of languages. Right. In fact, he is uh, in uh, Kampala, Uganda. Okay. I say Uganda, not Uganda, because I'm better than you. Oh. Thought of you Fantastic. guys immediately. Um, let me know if you want a bottle. I can bring it back and get it to the radio ranch wherever it is. So he's going to pick us up a bottle of this uh, of this sauce that is for sale. Jack, would you like to read the name of the sauce? Uh, that's a bottle of monkey gland sauce. Mm. And it looks like you're supposed to put mm. it on uh, uh, grilled barbecued chicken or steak. Yes. A little monkey gland sauce. Oh, right. yeah. Mm, I tell you what, it is a good steak, but you know what would be better? If we had some squeezing from a monkey's Panda? glands. No, a monkey. <laughs> no. Squeeze, get, get hold of his gland. Monkey gland. You got any extra monkey gland is sauce? That, is that a translation problem? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> monkey gland. Good Lord. I'm going to write him back and have him bring us some. I hope they don't have to kill the monkey to get the monkey gland sauce monkey out of Monkey gland sauce. Somebody Google that. What is it? You don't want to know. It's horrible. Wow. Hey, did we get many people uh, referencing the Mark of the Beast with the whole chip, chipping employees thing? Because we used to get that a lot. Uh, just... Mostly in a lighthearted way, as I recall. I didn't see every single email that came in yesterday. But uh... Is Mark of the Beast an Old Testament thing? I've been doing yes. a lot of Bible studying lately, but all New Testament. I haven't come across Mark oh, of the Beast. No, 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 the no, I'm Bible. sorry, is that from the book of Revelation? I don't know. Uh, revelations, uh, many revelations, uh, you know, revealed. <laughs> I haven't gotten that far. Don't ruin the ending for me. Okay. Uh, give you one hint, Lake of Fire. <laughs> so, um, oh, how about this from Dave? Uh, guys, I've mentioned this before, but auditing some of your old archives is just fantastic. I chanced on one place uh, that includes all the ads, all the news breaks, even weather. Right around 2003, when Bush was amassing against Iraq, it was simply fascinating. I mean, the whole zeitgeist, not just from the A&G side, but you had phone guests Ads, commentators, truly great. Even very odd music references. Even lame old ads from Net Netflix or various dating websites. I mean, really cool stuff. Also, the same old nagging government ads. I thought that was a new thing. This is a little mawkish, but we should really preserve this stuff seriously. Yeah, that's a, that's like a time capsule. Yeah, clearly we should preserve the Armstrong like, and Getty show for posterity. Like Herman Melville, I think we'll be much more famous after we're dead. Hmm. Many years from now, and people Fabulous. appreciate what was going on here. Okay. I hope somebody profits from it. And then I got this. This is at the bottom of Dave's email that I thought was worthy of uh, sharing with you. Because we all see this, but do we read it? 
The information in this business wire email message and any files transmitted with it is confidential and may be legally privileged. It is intended only for the use of the individuals named above. If you are the intended recipient, be aware that your use of any confidential or personal information may be restricted by state and federal privacy laws. If you, the reader of this message, are not the intended recipient, you are hereby notified that you should not further disseminate, distribute, or forward this email message. If you have received this email in error, please notify the sender and delete the material from any computer. I'll do what I damn well please, sir. Sir! What was that? That was the uh, bottom of the email disclaimer message huh. that you see on a lot of emails that people send from work these days. Huh. I, I don't I, ever read them, so... I wonder if that has any legal weight whatsoever. God, hard to say. I can't believe... I didn't consent to it. You sent it to me. What, what do you want out of me? I'm still trying to set up my new phone. It's been a week now. I've probably spent, I don't know, 13 hours on the phone with Apple employees trying to... Get all my stuff from this phone to that phone. I don't think Alexander Graham Bell spent that much time right. setting up the right. phone. Right. It's ridiculous. But the number of things that I've had to click I agree on, how does that carry any legal weight? 50 pages of tiny print. It can't. That obviously I have to agree to if I want to use this product. I mean, it's just how could it carry any legal weight? I agree. I agree. I click. I agree. I agree. Pages and pages and pages and right. pages of the stuff. It, it no, can't I, possibly. You got to read that stuff. <laughs> you have to have a lawyer I mean, sitting next to you. If you no, sign, I, I a, read every word. If you sign a one-page release form that they explain to you at the counter of the you know bounce house place you bring your kids to, that doesn't have any legal weight. Doesn't have much legal. Weight. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. S- lawyers can say so. Those you know, fifty pages of small print can't possibly. I wouldn't think. Uh, let's see, Kathy uh, from beautiful San Jose, California, uh, was laughing till she cried over the uh, British car wreck tape that we played at the very end of the show mm. yesterday. Maybe we ought to reset that early for folks. Um, she particularly enjoyed my characterization of the lovely gal involved. Stay tuned for that. She was a peach. And finally, Scandal! Uh, this is old man Fred, who is a reliable correspondent from, from years back. Also a bit of a, uh, a cocktail enthusiast, so who knows? Maybe he was in his cups when he wrote this, but I don't think so. Guys, cocktail enthusiast. I woke up late at night recently, turned on the radio to a station that carries the Armstrong and Getty show. I thought it was a best of segment as the words and phrases were identical to Joe's. It was a discussion about money buying happiness. The guy, Buck Sexton... Anybody? Name sounds familiar, but... It's my alias when I check into hotel rooms. (laughs) I guess, or when you make parn. Um, Even sounded like Joe. The next hour was another show with another guy with a poor female voiceover uh, reading Jack's comments on your segment on cash discounts for medical visits. The callers were reading your show's texts. This sounds like somebody who was drunk and hallucinating. These shows are ripping you like the, now listen, boys, guy of years ago. That would be, of course, plagiarist Doug Steffen. Which I also thought was phony until somebody played me the they evidence. played it. There was a late night national talk show host who was taking our phone calls and playing them back on his show like he was getting calls. Right, exactly. It was very strange. And, 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 and Listen, it, boys. And as I recall, like his uh, witty retorts were what we said. <laughs> So he was running our callers and then quoting our comments. Listen, boys. 
And, that, <laughs> right. and that's and, that's a clip of him lecturing us once we called him up and said, hey, what the hell are you doing? So evidently one Buck Sexton is, is the latest to, <laughs> to become the lamprey on the shark that is the Armstrong and Getty show. Well, as I said, we are the Herman Melville of uh, talk radio. We won't be appreciated till long after we're gone. Mm. And they edited uh, our callers poorly because it would the caller would finish his comment and then Joe would be like, Burr! and then they would cut the... Oh, sorry, a technical off. problem there. <laughs> Some wow. CB interference. Uh. <laughs> well, uh, we may not be appreciated until we're dead, but I certainly hope that this band, The Toast to Portland, Radio Macbeth, will be appreciated much more quickly. The name of the band is not the Toast of Portland. No, Radio Macbeth. Exactly. They are the Toast of Portland. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm headed to the Sam Goody to buy their record right now, Joe. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> Marshall's News. What was all the voting that went on late last night? Did they repeal Obamacare? What happened? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Chipotle lost a billion dollars because of one employee, they think. One. Tell you that story later. One sick employee showed up to work and it cost him a billion dollars. Anyway, let's get into the news of the day with Marshall Phillips. President Trump busy on Twitter once again this morning, expressing his disappointment with a Republican senator who voted against the GOP's health care reform effort yesterday. Official Trump tweet reader, Vincent Nicholas. Senator Lisa Murkowski of the great state of Alaska really let the Republicans and our country down yesterday. Too bad! But... (laughs) Vice President Mike Pence had to break a 50-50 tie after Murkowski and Senator Susan Collins voted against opening debate on Obamacare. So that did pass. Senator John McCain returned to D.C. just days after being diagnosed with brain cancer. He, too, voted to go for debate. McCain saying while he voted to move to repeal and reform... He uh, wouldn't vote for the bill without changes. And he spoke out roundly against how divided the Senate has become. Let's see if we can pass something that will be imperfect, full of compromises, and not very pleasing to implacable partisans on either side. But that might provide workable solutions to problems Americans are struggling with today. What have we to lose by trying to work together to find those solutions? We're not getting done much apart. And he was uh, he went on to talk about how, uh, well, the clip we were playing earlier where he said talk radio, the idiots on talk radio are ruining America or whatever he said. Agreed. (laughs) He said both sides have a lot have let this happen. Let's leave the history of who shot first to the historians. I expect they'll find we all conspired in our decline. Wow, that's good. That's some good stuff. Yeah, it was good. Bonnie's right. Just the obstructionism. Just we're getting tired of it. How many times can one party hold power or the other party obstructs from doing anything? I mean anything, including good stuff that they agree with, actually, uh, but they're not going to let them get anything done. And then you switch parties. The roles are reversed. Same thing happens. Let's switch back and forth. Right. How long are we going to put up with that? Ridiculous. Wasn't he in the middle of it for 80 years? He put some of the blame on himself. He said, sometimes yes. I have uh, done that sort of thing where I, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm more interested in winning than doing... What is good for America? Wow. So he, he put some of it on himself. There's there's a man who feels like he's face-to-face with God and is trying to get right. He said, sometimes I made it harder to find common ground because of something harsh I said to a colleague. Sometimes I wanted to win more for the sake of winning than to achieve a contested policy. 
Um, he's he's kind of trying to call for a truce on both sides. All right. right. I don't know if it'll do any good, but at least it's a step that direction. Well, humans could be on the way to extinction if men's sperm counts continue to fall at their current rates. No kidding. That, no kidding. The wussification of America. That, Manliness on the wane. That's the warning from the lead author of an assessment of 40 years of international research. The uh, project combed through nearly 200 studies of men in North America, Europe, Australia, New Zealand. They found sperm counts fell by half from 1973 to 2011. That's incredible. Do they have any idea why? They're blaming the decline on changes in the environment and chemicals people are being exposed to. They think those could be the leading causes for this. Sperm counts cut in half in that amount of time. Obviously, you do that a couple of more times, and you're down to you can't have kids no more. Yep. Yeah. I'm telling you, there is weirdness in our body chemistry. Where it's coming from is not clear. It's the city of San Francisco, the city and county of San Francisco, are, are, are stepping up. They're about to ban fire-retardant chemicals in uh, clothing and kids' products and furniture and that sort of thing. Those surround us all the time. Now, I don't know how good the proof is that they're doing anything hinky, right. but, uh, you know, from, uh, you know, from Parkinson's to uh, Alzheimer's to autism, for God's sake, what is going on? With all the kids with autism spectrum disorders, there's something in, in here. I almost said out there. It's probably in here that's doing it. We really need to nail it down. Oh, yeah. If it can do something that's as easily um, uh, tracked as sperm count, cut it in half right. in a couple of decades, obviously it can do all those other things you just mentioned. Affect the brain, the physiology. I w- now I'm starting to wish I hadn't gotten neutered years ago. The the world- the, 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 mankind needs my sperm. Could be true. My incredibly fertile, fertile sperm is like dolphins cavorting in the ocean. I'm telling you, there is a really masterful sperm, Marshall. <laughs> That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Like a school of salmon shining in the sun. That's why they call them vir- 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 damn it. viral. What's the word? Viral is a word. I don't <laughs> yes, know if I'm using it. There are the right lots ones. of words, Sean. <laughs> I'm going to turn my mic off for a little bit. I'll see you guys later. All right. <laughs> Yeah, we can highlight a little more of John McCain's speech. He, he was trying to give one for the ages, and uh, he may have. And I'm telling you, the arrest of this obscure Democrat IT guy is the tip of the iceberg. Wasn't just trying to get out of the country with the drugs or something? Oh, stay with us. So I'll stay here. You'd better. I won't touch that dial. All right. I still want to know what happened with the voting with the health care last night. I don't under, I don't quite understand what happened. Voted for this, and everybody got excited. Voted for that, people got depressed. Voted for this, people got excited again. Well, they tried to repeal and replace Obamacare with one plan, and it went down to defeat. Nine Republicans defected. They said, no, we're not going to do that. That was after the vote to so, extend debate. When does Votorama happen? Is that today or tomorrow? Votorama continues, from what I understand. Okay, and what is... McVote face. That's my comment. And what is Votorama? Stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Stop listening to the bombastic loudmouths on the radio. To hell with them. There you go. Stop listening to the bombastic morons on the radio, or whatever he said. Loudmouths. They don't want anything done for the public good. 
You know, there, there's a lot of that. I don't think yep. we're one of those shows, but there's a lot of that in cable news and talk radio and uh, and newspaper columns. They don't want anything good to happen. They they just want conflict and uh, attention. Right. Yeah. And and ratings. They're not Desperate being on, they're not being honest brokers on any level. No. No. He's absolutely right. Our incapacity. Unless they're delusional. Our incapacity <laughs> is their livelihood. That's a good line. <laughs> incapacity is a bit of a, a, a fancy word. Um, he's a U.S. senator. I find myself. You don't get trying to, use, to figure out what he means. You don't get to use fancy words when you're a U.S. senator? Well, you get to, but if you're trying to, you know, move minds and shape ideology, you got to use words people understand. Does he mean like dysfunction or or, dis- or lack of ability to get stuff done? Yeah, I think so. Okay. That's the way I took it. Okay. I think you're thinking about it too much. I'm just, I'm trying to understand. Don't yell at me for not understanding. That was, that was hardly yelling. You're one of those bombastic people John McCain was talking was about. Some, well, very, I had no idea. I've been working with him for years. That's some very quiet yelling. I wish somebody warned me. <laughs> he also said at some point in his speech, and for some reason I don't have that part in front of me, um, he said our enemies want blah, blah, blah. He was talking about, and, and making the point, <laughs> there are enemies of the United States and, and what we are and what we want to do. Right. That's why we have to function. Because our enemies gain by our dysfunction, yeah. which is something gets lost on almost everyone. Right. right. What do you mean There's enemies? It. My enemies are the people who disagree with me politically in my own neighborhood. Oh, Those are my enemies. I well it, said, Sean. I think it comes from this assumption that, well, we're, we're a giant, comfortable, profitable, enough money for everybody thing that will never go away so you know i don't need to think about that it's been here since i was born so obviously it will always continue yeah the uh, modern conceit uh where where that is uh, incredibly misguided thinking a couple of texts uh (coughs) revelation chapter 13 verses 16 to 17 the false prophet forced everyone to receive a mark on their right hand and forehead no one could buy or sell unless they had the mark the mark is the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Hmm. Six, six, six. Cue the Iron Maiden. Two, three, four. Speaking, nope. speaking regular. Ready. Sorry, I didn't have it ready. Speaking oh. regular English. Friggin' King James. <laughs> uh, saw Dunkirk but, last night, but twas regular English when I walked the earth, sir. Saw Dunkirk last night. Ooh. I didn't. Oh. This texter did. <clears throat> Good for you. Uh, ooh, texter. The, the idea that I'm going to go to a movie about is about as 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 outlandish as anything I could say. So I was somewhat surprised. Yeah. Saw Dunkirk last night. At the end, they had Winston Churchill's famous speech. Had a nice two hours not thinking about the circus peanut once. I think this the person. Circus peanut. I think this person is not a fan of and is using a disparaging term for Donald Trump. <laughs> Had wow. no. Is that a comment on the man's hue? Had a nice two hours without having to think about the circus peanut once. Then on the way out, I thought about our sad leader's words in comparison to Winston Churchill. You know, the time he talked inappropriately at Trump Youth, sorry, I mean the Boy Scouts, or pick any one of the idiotic hour, hourly drivel that leaks from his talking hole. <laughs> oh. You know, while I salute your skill with the language, my friend, wow. I would suggest that you're being a bit dismissive. I don't like anybody who's tying the Boy Scouts in any in any derisive way to the whole Trump thing. Or tying them to the Hitler youth. All right, exactly. Which is very hot for the last 24 hours. Leaking from your I'm ta- not a fan of Hitler. Leaking from your talking hole is a little too much imagery for me. I love it. It's fantastic. Grab by the 
Write us anytime, my friend. And uh, yes, I mentioned this, uh, Joe, you were out of the room. They believe they can trace back, Chipotle can trace back, one employee cost them a billion dollars. Holy cow. One filthy employee. Wow. All of a sudden, I'm looking like an okay employee. (laughs) Yeah. No kidding. The curve has been lowered. (laughs) Chipotle Mexican Grill yesterday said that the $1 billion in value the chain lost over five days was caused by a single employee coming to work sick. The sniffy staffer, it says here in this cleverly worded New York Post story. Um, Texter was a better writer. The sniffy staffer spread the norovirus around a uh, a Washington, D.C. Chipotle, sickening 130 customers. Oh, they had the Galapatrots. Headlines broke out nationwide. There was a bit of a, really, again, why can't you people get your act together feeling I had? Right, yeah. Even though it's just one person showing up sick, it's not some sort of nationwide systemic problem. Yeah, I mean, that's so unwise to show up to serve food if you got the norovirus, but... Some geek, you know, not making a lot of money, needs the gig, maybe called in sick the week before and thinks, oh, man, I'll get in trouble. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Because my understanding of the norovirus is, is you know, you, you shed virus like crazy. I mean, that's why it's so contagious. If you're the lucky 20% like myself that uh, is immune to it, apparently, you know. Mm. I would have gone to that Chipotle and just stuck my face in the uh, the pork and just started eating it. <laughs> wow. Free pork for me. Notice the power of positive thinking and good attitude. That, that's right. That's what I kept. Uh, that's a crock of what crap. I kept t- t- twixting. Which, I just, which I, got Chipotle in trouble. I tried harder than the rest of my family oh, oh, when the oh, norovirus boy. was going around the you house. You have a better attitude. Exactly. That's right. Did you guys try not getting the norovirus? Because <laughs> that's what I did. And look, I don't have it. <laughs> Last week's devastating norovirus news was supercharged when a video of rodents scurrying around a Dallas Chipotle went viral. <laughs> oh, boy. I haven't seen that video. I missed that myself. <laughs> I do love a good rat scurrying video. <laughs> Staple of the internet since practically the internet oh, opened. God dang it. Oh. What, what was the, the one in D.C.? Was it a KFC where all the people are standing there at the glass at night looking at the rats scurry around? Oh, and yeah. Like, Look at that! Look at that! And then there was the rat with the slice of pizza at some place. Pizza Remember? rat. Pizza of course, rat. yeah. New York subway, right? <laughs> so uh, you yes. think there's a scandal brewing? Uh, yeah, there definitely is an IT aide to Debbie Wasserman Schultz, about whom she's been extremely defensive in an odd way. The news didn't really burble the surface, but anyway, this guy was just arrested trying to leave the country and head to Pakistan. And you think it's something? Yes, it is something. Exactly what? Well, we'll, we'll tell you what we know coming up. Okay. All that's coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.